0: It's Easter Sunday, and we've already said he is risen. We've already said he is risen indeed, and we may say it again. And we're concluding our sermon series this morning that we've entitled Calling, Discovering Our Purpose. And today the theme is Accepting, Accepting. You know, we look at Jesus first in this story of resurrection, the resurrected Lord, and then with the disciples second. And then following the disciples, I want us this Easter Sunday to think in terms of what this message means, especially to you. What it means for the greater world in which we live. And may you leave this service today with the discovery, or maybe it's a rediscovery, of where your purpose and where your peace comes from. I read a little um, piece this past week by Mark Twain, and I want to quote it. He said, it is my heartwarming and world-embracing hope, and further he said, that all of us, the high, the low, the rich, the poor, the admired, the despised, the loved, the hated, the civilized, and the savage, may eventually be gathered in a heaven of everlasting rest and peace, full bliss, except the inventor of the telephone. You, you know, when I read that, I thought, well, that was typical Mark Twain with his, with his humor. He, uh, no doubt, disliked the telephone, perhaps because it made him too accessible. And, and, and yet, I thought in terms of, wonder what he'd think today. You know, our accessibility really has kind of morphed into an ever-presence, hasn't it? Because of all the technology that we have at our fingertips. And this morning, Easter is really about an ever-presence. An ever-presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus first had to accept This ever-presence as it related to His own calling, as it related to His own purpose. The resurrected Lord knew and was accepting the understanding that He was about to complete His purpose. First, His ever-presence would be made known through his first appearing from the dead to life to his disciples, and then to the followers, some 500 the Gospels report. And then secondly, he knew that it was in keeping with this, his purpose, that he would ascend to the Father and, and, and send the Holy Spirit. We read just moments ago, or Kay did for us, what Jesus said to Mary of Magdala. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Jesus' ever-present purpose was to ascend to the Father. But there was still work to be done. The good news of this Easter we also read, Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now that's a sentence that's packed, isn't it? And and yet it's, it's directly from Jesus to the followers of Jesus. That includes all of us here. Not just the disciples in that upper room. Receive the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you. You will be me, my spirit on the earth. Jesus knew the power and ever presence of the Holy Spirit. And the Apostle Paul, in writing a third of the New Testament, also knew what Jesus had promised. According to the great Apostle Paul, the life which seeks only after things of this world achieves corruption and death, while life in the Spirit achieves eternal life And then Paul said, Romans, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. And then again to the Corinthian church, the Holy Spirit unifies the church, enabling it to transcend worldly affairs. And then again, the Holy Spirit will transform the natural body into a spiritual Body. And finally, there are some specific gifts and the fruit of the Spirit, which Paul also talked to us about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. What a remarkable ever presence Jesus represented. Twice saying to the disciples, peace I leave with you. Twice saying to the disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. Have you experienced this ever-present peace? This ever-present Easter spirit. You know, Jesus was inviting the disciples of old into accepting this peace that he came to bring into accepting the Easter spirit, the Holy Spirit. And the initial invitation had involved commitment to the person of Christ and his ministry. As Lord of our lives, his ministry would be their ministry, our ministry, but there was more. He who receives me, Jesus said, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. You know, I want to tell you this morning, I see some familiar faces. I mean familiar to the 815 service. And today marks the beginning of our continuation of live 815 worship. So those of you who worship at 815, come back right here next week. And I want to say that I've missed many of you. I see visitors and members alike, and I've missed many of you seeing you weekly. But I'm going to have to tell you. One face that I have missed, perhaps most of all, has been Sam Rachel, who who sits, and he will at 11 o'clock again today, right back there on this side, about two-thirds back. Sam Rachel, two Easter's ago, blessed us at the end of the service with a beautiful song, that he had first sung to, um, at, at Christmas time for our everybody's Christmas to a, a, a crowd of former offenders. But, but it's certainly more of an Easter song. So I asked him to sing it again at Easter and he did. And I want you to again experience Sam singing and see, if you don't, see in him, experience in him and the words that he shared. The Easter spirit.
1: I can always imagine surrounded by Your glory. What will my heart feel? Will I dance for You, Jesus? Or in all of You, be still? Will I dance in Your presence? To my knees, will I fall? Speak at all, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I can only imagine when that day comes and I find myself standing in the sun. I can only imagine. When all I would do is forever, forever worship you, I can only imagine, yeah, I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? And all of you yeah. be still Will yeah. I stand yeah. in yeah. your presence To my knees will I fall Will yeah. I sing hallelujah? hallelujah Will I be able, able to speak at all, all? I, I, can can only only oh, I can only imagine I can only imagine I can only imagine When all I will do is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. All
0: right. Thank you, Sam, and happy Easter. Thank you. Sam has blessed us again, hasn't he? You you know, when I first experienced him singing that song, as testimony, I knew I was hearing from someone who knew the ever-presence of Jesus and who knew the peace that Jesus came to bring and who had experienced the Easter spirit. Sam blesses us. You know, this morning I also want to say that Accepting the Easter presence is also about accepting Easter peace. Jesus' resurrection fulfilled promises, and it lifted the weight of despair to a place of peace. I know there may be some people here this morning who've really struggled, struggled through a pandemic and are still struggling. Maybe struggling through the loss of a loved one still struggling that there's a lot of struggle in this world today but the good news of Easter is that we can accept the Easter peace that Jesus has come to bring you know the post Easter resurrection appearance to the disciples confirmed some things and it connected some things it connected some prophecy. It confirmed the consistency of God's purpose, lifting the weight of despair from us and sending a peace and calling us to accept it. You know, in Old Testament times, a great procession was conducted through the streets of Jerusalem on the last day of the Feast of the Tabernacle. The procession, it moved slowly from the temple through the city streets, through the water gate, and to the pool of Siloam. There the white-robed priests had marched at the front of the procession and then they would fill these golden vessels with water. And when they arrived at the altar, the, the priest would, would, would pour that water on the altars a cleansing ritual. And Isaiah speaks the truth. With joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. The New Testament records nearly seven centuries after Isaiah wrote these words that Jesus of Nazareth stood near the temple watching this traditional procession that happened year after year after year after year with trumpets and chanting and white robes and water and the works And Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let that person come unto me and drink. In John's gospel, just a few chapters prior, Jesus said to the woman at the well, I am the living water. And of course, on Easter Sunday, we know that water and we know that water in Jesus you know, I read a story this past week that I'd like to share that was about some engineers in New York many years ago who sought to put buttresses under a big bridge there in New York and that they were constructing and they needed a solid foundation. And, and what they found at the bottom of, of, of that body of water were, was really a scowl full of bricks and heavy stones that had sunk many, many years ago, and and, and they didn't know exactly how they would deal with these stones because they were exactly in the wrong place. And so they they tried to put uh, chains under the scow, and they had divers who went underneath and and positioned these chains, but it was no use. Uh, They couldn't raise this faulty foundation. So finally, one of the young engineers said, I have a plan. If you'll let me do this plan, I think it'll work. And so at low tide, there were two barges assembled. And and the chains were both assembled. And and the chains were tightened to these two bars. and, 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 And when the tide started to come in, the Atlantic Ocean raised this scowl of bricks. And and really the observation that accompanies this story is this. So it is by the life, the lift of the Holy Spirit that our lives are engineered. And that which is a hindrance is carried away. Thus enabling our lives to be placed on a sure foundation. The power of the resurrected Lord promises the Holy Spirit who is capable of lifting and removing our burdens, of getting rid of the despair that we might have in our life and replacing it with the ever-presence and, and peace in that Easter spirit that we all need in our lives and in our living. Finally, I want to say today, that the disciples were accepting a new kind of faith. Oh, they'd followed Jesus and they'd heard His teachings, they'd witnessed His miracles, they'd seen all of the greatness that was Jesus, but but this was different. What they experienced on that Easter Sunday morning was a, a new Easter faith. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, So I send you. Now we need to recognize this morning that Jesus was not just talking to the disciples. That Jesus was talking to you and to me. Jesus, the resurrected Lord, had work for us to do and to accept the calling And to discover the purpose that the risen Lord has for us. Receive the Holy Spirit and all that the Holy Spirit brings and especially an Easter faith. You know, this past week during the Owen Linton lecture Dr. Terry Parsons was one of our our speakers and Terry has for four decades been a counselor in this area and a United Methodist pastor, and he really did inspire us. He told us a story about a woman who was suffering from depression. And he said that that she came in and she was down and in, you know, had kind of retreated to herself. And, And what was shared with her about the need to come out of that was that she needed to be up and out. And, and so what she decided to do and being up and out, that, that she would rise early in the morning and go to the grocery store. It, it, this was early on in the pandemic when toilet paper was scarce. Do you remember? And she'd get uh, her allotment, daily allotment of toilet paper, and she'd get some water, and she would take that toilet paper gift and the water gift to some older adult who couldn't get out. And she said she did it. He said she did it every day. And the more and more that she did that act of love, the more and more she got up and out of her depression. And then on Thursday, Laura Burnside, who's an administrator at John Peter Smith Health Network, spoke to us. And she spoke of heroes in our midst, who have worked tirelessly and bravely during the pandemic. She spoke of losing a colleague and how hard that was on her staff to lose one who was so close. She spoke of 7,200 employees at that hospital who were part of her team, but she also spoke of this church, us being up and out. And we thank Laura You know, we're going to have a lot of Easter lilies at the end of this week. And they become that with you that we want the world to know that Christ is with us. And we who accept the Easter faith are Christ to a world in need. The Holy Spirit that Jesus promised, the peace that Jesus offered, is there for the accepting. And in so doing, it moves us up, it moves us out in the name of the risen Lord. Amen.